I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Last year, the Utah Suicide Crisis Hotline logged the highest number of calls in its history. So, big number. Not surprising. Uh, according to Huntsman Mental Health Institute report, uh, it was the highest number uh, of calls logged by the hotline. And the question then becomes. Uh, what does this say about our state's mental health landscape? How are we managing it? And what do we do next? Uh, Rachel Lazinski is the business operations manager of the crisis services at the Huntsman Mental Health Institute. She joins us now uh, to give us some deeper insight there. Rachel, thanks for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So let's let's dive into this just a little bit. Obviously, there's there's two components to this. Uh, one, the obvious the the record number of calls logged in. Uh, is significant and uh, and troubling. And at the same time, I think there's some positive things to look at as well. But let's start with just the overall numbers. Uh, what what are you seeing there? What are you sensing? Sure. So um, we are seeing, uh, in terms of operating our Utah statewide crisis line or suicide prevention hotline, a dramatic increase in calls uh, for help and support than we've seen in years past. So um, our team at the Hudson Mental Health Institute operates uh, 24-7 crisis response and suicide prevention services at no cost to every member of our community across the state. And this year, we received more than 92,000 calls for, the, for help to the hotline. Um, compared to last fiscal year, that's a 32% increase year over year in calls for support. So like you mentioned, it, it really is... Um, it's tough to see that there's so many folks in our community who are struggling with uh, potentially suicidal thoughts or mental health challenges, but also very encouraging that people know these resources exist and they're reaching out for support. Yeah, that's such an important part, and we'll uh, hit that over and over. If you are struggling, if you are wondering, if you are worried, either for yourself or for someone else, reach out. Uh, reach out. Whether it's you that needs to reach out for some help or whether you know someone you think needs some help, don't hesitate uh, reach out for sure. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about, Rachel, is uh, you look at that number, that 92,000 plus number, and tell me what you've done in terms of kind of your organizational capacity. That is an incredible volume of calls coming in. How have you organized just to be able to handle the sheer volume of it all? It is a staggering number when you look at it, especially considering um, where we began so many years ago. So, um, you know, we're very grateful to the Utah legislature, um, to our partners at the Department of Health and Human Services to really um, help create a statewide system of crisis care and integrated crisis services. 
that's taken years to really build and develop. So, um, you know, previously across our state, we used to operate more regional crisis call centers and um, and folks were, were routed based on specific numbers that they had access to or what they knew about um, in their community. And it, um, we've seen a lot of effort at the uh, state and national level with our legislators on making these services more easy to um, access and, and making sure that more folks are aware of them. So in 2017, uh, Representative Stewart and Senator Hatch introduced bipartisan legislation to designate a national three-digit number to access mental health services. Um, that became law in 2018. In 2020 in our state, um, it, we uh, a law passed that made us uh, operate in Utah a statewide service for these uh, crisis these crisis calls and the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So it's been building for the last few years where we've gone from regional centers to now a statewide call center. Um, we've been working on increasing funding and making sure that we can staff up and, and recruit and retain high quality folks and have also uh, worked closely with the state on, on what training and education is required to make sure that we have the most capable folks um, that are answering those life-saving calls for help. So over the years, we've been building capacity, increasing our training uh, and our team skill set. And um, now we're ramping up uh, for the launch of the three-digit number, 988, which will become available this summer in July. Um, and that means that folks, and it's much easier to remember, like dialing 911, to dial a three-digit number for accessing uh, suicide prevention and crisis services. So it, it's been a long time coming. We've been working diligently uh, with many of our local mental health authorities and experts across the state. We're just uh, very grateful for the support and the resources that have been invested to help save lives of, of all Utahns. Yeah, we know uh, that the uh, all of the experts seem to be saying the same thing in terms of where the country is in terms of mental health, that the crisis is going deeper and bigger uh, rather than shrinking and, and, and improving. And we, mm-hmm. we know here in the state of Utah that uh, suicide is the leading cause of death for Utahns aged 10 to 24 and the second leading cause for those ages 45 to 60, which I have always found really interesting. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Rachel, was kind of the breakdown in terms of how these calls come in and then what they're actual, what the result is in terms of someone going to the hospital versus having someone go out to the house, a mobile crisis unit. Uh, what does that look like? That's a great question. So we, we really look at what are the top reasons that folks call in. Um, and the main one that we see is, is situational stressors. So something in life, maybe job loss or a relationship ending or the death of a loved one um, that really causes an, a, an intense or acute crisis situation where folks don't know how to cope with the emotions or, or the stressors that they're dealing with. Um, and it, it may cause temporary thoughts of um, feeling suicidal or feeling so overwhelmed that you don't know where to turn to for help. So that is the primary reason that folks call into our services. Um, the second reason is, is um, thoughts of harm to themselves or um, actively planning to harm themselves. So our team of certified crisis workers is exceptionally skilled at making sure that folks feel heard and supported, um, really assessing what's what's causing these feelings, how long have these things been going on, um, what's your level of safety right now, are you alone, do you have access to 
um, something that could cause you harm? And what can we do in this moment to, to provide some skills and help focus on, um, you know, the reasons that we have to, to get you help and, and to give you hope? Um, so 86% of the calls that come in, our team is actually able to de-escalate a crisis situation and help folks feel safe and like they have the skills and the resources that they need um, to stay uh, supported over the phone. We might do some follow-up calls or connect them to other long-term resources in their community. Um, but you have 86% of the time we're able to get folks the help they need over the phone. Oh, For those higher-risk calls, oh, yeah, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. No, okay. <laughs> I, was just, I was just going to say those, those uh, crisis workers I know intervened in some 1,300-plus uh, imminent risk of suicide situations and and saved some lives there. We've got just about a minute to go. Um we know the uh, the 988 number, which you said uh, will be coming online uh, somewhere in mid-July. Uh, up until mm-hmm. that point, where should people be reaching? Great question. So for now, folks can dial the um, 10-digit National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number. That's 1-800-273-TALK, which is 1-800-273-8255. And that number is available 24-7-365. Um, We also have a warm line, so if folks feel like they just need some emotional help or someone to listen, we operate that seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., and that number is 833-SPEAK-UT. We also have our smartphone app, SafeUT, which folks can download, and we have our team of master's level clinicians that are able to provide um, chat-based support over your smartphone. And then if something's a really high-risk situation and you need in-person support, we have mobile crisis outreach teams uh, that can come to your home in unmarked vehicles to provide uh, crisis assessments and get people connected to uh, potentially higher levels of care. So um, those numbers were available 24-7. And another great resource is to visit liveonutah.org, which is a centralized hub for all of our suicide prevention and crisis services across the state. Fantastic. Rachel Lisinski, uh, Business Operations Manager of the Crisis Services at the Huntsman Mental Health Institute. Uh, it's time to get rid of the stigma. If you need help, get help. If you know someone that needs help, reach out and help them get help. We've got to link arms on this and move it forward. Rachel, thanks so much for joining us today. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Uh, that's an important discussion. Uh, Safe UT app, fastest way to get there. Uh, get the help that you need today. Stay with us. Much more to come. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.